The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Experts continue to try to figure out how to get millennials and Gen Zers to buy homes at the same rates as their parents and grandparents. As an originator, how can you tap into that market? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Prabhakar Bugaraju. Uh, He's head executive vice president and head of strategy and product development for data analyst Finlocker. PB, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. So I guess just starting off, I mean, obviously, we keep hearing about, you know, I'm a millennial. We've been lectured for years about avocado toast and lattes and all these things that supposedly keep us from buying homes. Of course, we also have student debt. And now these are generations that are entering prime home buying years, getting families, starting careers. What role are these two generations playing right now in the home market? Well, I mean, they, these generations are playing what I call one of the most influential roles. Uh, that the uh, the housing market here in the United States has had in generations. Um, the diversity that they bring, um, the uh, uh, the perspective that they have, uh, in the case of millennials uh, like yourself, uh, having been through the credit crisis and kind of seeing what the Great Recession has done to their parents and their finances, uh, it informs them of a different perspective on, uh, on how to manage their finances. Uh, uh, both millennials and Gen Z have been um, exposed to digital native uh, experiences all through their life, Gen Z more than millennials. And that also changes how they access information, how they access uh, uh, finance, or how they think about uh, researching for home. So these are extremely influential generations, both of them. And there is some diversity between them too. Gen Zs tend to have you know, some characteristics that are unique to them versus millennials. Uh, but combined, these are a force. These generations are a force. And uh, uh, mortgage industry uh, take, take notice. I think uh, what they're going to look for and how they are going to look for those things are going to be different than what we all did. Uh, serving the prior generations, including mine. And of course, we can get into some of that and how it's shaping the home market. But, but you know, first, I wanted to to talk a little bit about their views on on home ownership. But you know, again, you know, for years we heard millennials just don't want to buy homes, but yet we're seeing more and more that no, they do. They just perhaps maybe feel like it's harder to obtain than their parents and and grandparents. So, what are we seeing about their attitudes, and what are some of the obstacles that they're facing right now in the housing buying market? Yeah, I'll kind of lump both these generations, Gen Z and Millennial, into one for just for the uh, where we see commonality. Uh, and this is very encouraging for us as an industry uh, that both these generations actually respect and value the power of home ownership in building wealth. Uh, they are interested uh, for for their own reasons. They're interested in having a place called home that they uh, they want to be able to raise and grow families and 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 have uh, a place that they could call their own. So home ownership is actually of 
very high levels of interest for these uh, for these uh, this demographic. How they go about accessing it, what constraints and obstacles they face, are the challenge for us in the industry to kind of solve for. Millennials, just by virtue of their age group, because they are kind of north of the 26 and in the, this 26 to 40 bucket, they tend to be a little bit more established in their uh, life stages, whether it's employment. They tend to be a little bit more established, and Gen Z is a little bit behind. They're, uh, they're say, a little smaller than millennials just because they're in more earlier you know, starting stages of their careers. But what's really unique and interesting, uh, interestingly common across both these is this interest in home ownership. They are very interested. 86% of the individuals that we surveyed uh, through the uh, AMA, American Marketing Associations uh, Club at the University of Southern California, 86% of the individuals that this group surveyed actually expressed a very high level of interest in home ownership. Now, the timing of when they acquire that home and the path with which they acquire uh, will be uh, different um, uh, than the previous generations. Uh, but there is a sustained interest and an awareness of the value of home ownership, uh, not just for their emotional well-being, but also for their financial well-being. And so, you know, their path looking different. You know, I know going just for myself, going through the process and, you know, I hear my parents and grandparents talk about how it was for them. What are some of the reasons why it's different? Are there certain obstacles that these generations are facing that perhaps prior generations didn't have to deal with or that weren't as much of a problem when buying a home? Yeah, and, and I think there are there is a combination of factors that are different. One is uh, student debt is a big factor here, um, uh, especially for Gen Z more than it is for the millennials, but student debt is a real problem. Uh, they, this generation is coming out of college with a backpack of debt. Both generations value financial freedom. So that's a big, big constraint. Uh, through the pandemic, we have experienced the vulnerability of housing is, 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 a, is an issue for both these generations, definitely more for Gen Z than it is for millennials. But affordability of housing because homeless appreciation. And then the interest rates. Interest rates have gone up significantly uh, from the same time as affordability again. How much payment can you afford? Where are you in your uh, down payment requirement? Where are you in your monthly payment? Where are you in your income for those ratios to be uh, there for your eligibility? So the constraints are, are real. And uh, you know, home prices, uh, raising interest rates in this economy, and then the debt, those are uh, uh, significant obstacles for these generations. And your your Zoom was was going out a little bit when you're talking about the the importance of financial freedom. So I just want to give you a second to sort of make that point again. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the what I was saying earlier was was uh, both these generations, Gen Z more than millennials, uh, come out of their educational experiences, college experience with with a backpack of debt. And and in our survey, uh, the number one financial uh, planning and goal. Uh, uh, that that these generations have is fi- achieving financial freedom, meaning wanting to be debt free, and uh, the, uh, the the size of student debt is is significant. It impairs their ability to access credit. It impairs their ability to uh, to generate the kinds of savings that are necessary for home ownership. So these generations uh, do value financial freedom, but debt is a real constraint for them. Student debt is a real constraint for them in accessing housing. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. 
in 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 the article that you're quoted in in National Mortgage Professional Magazine, and, and we've talked about it with others here on this podcast, but there's also some misconceptions, again, information that they may have heard or some misconceptions that were passed down from generations, including, you know, uh, what's needed for a down payment, whether uh, mortgage uh, mortgage insurance is is too expensive, stuff like that. How do you how do you sort of overcome that uh, when you're talking to millennials and Gen Zers that you know those things aren't true anymore or they just never were true? Yeah, I mean you 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 put a, a, an, a, an excellent problem on the table, and this is one that the survey that we did with uh, the USC team actually highlighted quite a bit. Uh, both these generations, individuals, have access to and process information digitally lot more than than my generation or my previous generation. And we relied on word on mouth more. Uh, it doesn't mean that these generations don't talk to their friends, family, uncles, and aunts, but they do have access to all this information on the internet and through their mobile devices and however else it is. And with that comes uh, uh, you know, a variety of what, what information and misinformation sometimes or gaps. Um, there are misconceptions on the amount of down payment that is required. Uh, there's uh, quite a few in the survey that we looked at. Assume that minimum of 20% is required, and that's a pretty sizable amount of savings, especially in light of where HPA uh, is, home price appreciation is. So the uh, that's not always true. There are programs out there uh, that are you know substantially less than a 20% down requirement. Uh, credit scores. Uh, there is an expectation that you have to be perfect in your credit score, north of uh, you know 790 or 800, something like that. And that's not always true. It's credit score is helpful. You absolutely want to have as good as you can get. But uh, self-selecting out because you felt like there is a 20% down payment requirement or self-selecting out because you did not have perfect credit is a missed opportunity. And so this presents a true opportunity, especially the the, uh, the, the experienced loan officers and, and the loan processors we have in our industry can really play that role of being digitally first, but eventually when they want to step up explaining the options and the choices and the impact of those options and choices, uh, I think that's that is the investment our industry has to make. How do we crimple that that literacy and what it takes for mortgage? How do we create that trust for them to uh, secure information that is uh, relevant and accurate for their position when there is all this choice and noise out there in the system? What What are some other ways? You know, you mentioned obviously. Uh, you know, we we consume information digitally more than than other generations and that's of course a way to to get information out what are some other ways that that millennials and gen zers are perhaps reshaping home buying the mortgage process and in this whole you know getting a home in general yeah i mean and you just start right at the top how do they prepare how do they access information how do they prepare and and uh, um uh, you know, mailer cards are okay to get somebody's attention, but this generation is not responding to a mailing card. Access of information through an Instagram post or a TikTok video or a YouTube uh, a media outlet. And this is where they consume information. And uh, so we kind of have to, as an industry, think about how do you create these nuggets of, of, uh, of information through these delivery channels, right? Uh, not just a, a postcard that comes in your mailbox or a uh, uh, or a offer uh, you may already win uh, kind of email, but all these other newer channels. And in fact, in one of the surveys that in the one of the comments in the survey we got, uh, channels like Reddit and Discord were mentioned as well. And so there is this uh, there's always this uh, uh, innovation, I suppose, in how they consume information. 
And so I think uh, how you distribute information on what's available as a choice of a product or a service or an option for the consumer, I think that that's going to be important. So right at the top, this generation needs access in a different way of information, right? The experience. They are used to a fully digital experience on things that they do in their daily life. Ordering a, a good or a product from, from Amazon or from you know anywhere else. Uh, ordering food, uh, uh, ordering, you know, even groceries, right? So there is a, a an expectation of friction-free, digital, trusted experience. And, and as a mortgage industry, we've got to think about how do you provide that type of an experience for them? Is how do you make it easy for them to uh, kind of give us their information on how to apply for a mortgage loan? How can you be looking at maybe direct-to-source data instead of them having to key things in? Uh, how can you really self-source their banking or payroll information with their consent as opposed to asking them to upload documents. Uh, so right on the top, uh, how do you consume information? How do you make information available to them? Uh, all the way through uh, the uh, the loan application, the closing and fulfillment process, how do you create that fully digital experience? One of the interesting things in our service, in the survey was uh, while they value friction-free digital, they do respect the, the, uh, uh, the option of having to talk to somebody. And so some in all this exchange and how you engage this consumer, uh, you still have to be uh, uh, that trusted advisor access uh, kind of thing. So that's how I think it's going to change. Um, uh, my generation, maybe the prior one, could walk into a bank and ask a loan officer for a loan. And I don't think that's the starting point here. The starting point is somewhere digital, take them through digital with a drop-off to a person for the trusted advice, but give them that friction-free digital experience all the way through. And how do you you reach out? You know, obviously, you, you know, you you send a mailer and it may go into the, into the shredder. Uh, how do you reach out? You you touched on you know social media, obviously TikTok, Instagram, um, but but also Reddit, Discord, some of these forums where people might share information. Uh, is that how you're going to reach this ge- these two generations? Is you're going to have to put in the time on social media to promote yourself and promote your expertise? You do, and and uh, it's a uh, it's it's fascinating when 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 I kind of talk to uh, other industry professionals, uh, you know, this is the, this is a new one, and this is something we got to figure out. How do we uh, how do we be uh, how do we make ourselves available and relevant in a Reddit channel or a, or a or a or a Discord or something else? And and looking back, it's fascinating to me when the internet first came online uh, twenty plus some years ago. Uh, uh, how does anybody look for a mortgage on, on a computer screen again? Was kind of the thinking. And so the key for us is to kind of stay abreast of where is this generation next looking? What is that next channel they're engaging through? Uh, YouTube is still, I think, pretty heavy. TikTok is is grown quite a bit. And some of these other channels are, are growing as well. And there may be something else tomorrow or the day after, right? So the uh, the key for us as an industry is to stay abreast of these, these channels of consumption. Where are they consuming these pieces of data? And also how you present, uh, uh, you know, uh, are we having a, a banker in a suit and tie uh, present uh, what the options are for a mortgage? Are we having somebody who is a Gen Z or a millennial like you who uh, who's living the life and that, that demographic is going through and has context in how you can actually relate to them? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Giving giving people information in the way that they they experience life and can absorb it is, is certainly right. beneficial. Phoebe, right. thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. 
Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's your headlines for today, September 20th. Homeowners with lower mortgage rates appear locked into their current mortgages, and that could be keeping inventory down. A report by Redfin found that 85% of homeowners have a mortgage rate of 5% or less. Right now, the average rate for the 30-year fixed is well higher than that at more than 6%. Listings are down 20% in the four weeks ending September 11th. That's the biggest one-month drop since March of 2020. But we could see some help thanks to new construction, which jumped 12% in August. That was driven by a 29% hike in starts for multifamily units. Single-family units also rose by roughly 3.5%. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.